You're listening to the Connect Church podcast featuring the pastoral staff of Connect Church in Tupelo, Mississippi. This podcast delivers biblical truths, hot topic discussions, and encouragement you need on your daily journey to live like Christ. The Human Resources Department requires that I be available. Not sure if the invite cards are nifty, but the mustache is definitely not. He's in charge of our children. What are we doing? I don't. Here are your hosts, Terry Pierce, Andrew Pierce, and Tanner Stahl. Thank you all for being here. Let's get started. Hello out there in podcast land, radio land, wherever you're listening, watching this podcast on YouTube. It's really, you're not really watching the podcast. You're still listening on YouTube. Like <laughs> I make a video of the podcast because that's how you put it on YouTube. Oh, okay. So you can go technically, quote unquote, watch it or listen to it. Anyways, okay. <laughs> We're glad you're listening. Thanks for clarifying that. Yeah, yeah. well, I was looking around for cameras because, you know. I know. <laughs> there, there's no cameras in here right now. Uh, all right, so it's a podcast number, I don't know, 28 or 9. I'll figure out whenever we put it on the uh, website. <laughs> a bunch of Whatever them. podcast number we're on. But uh, we are here. All three of us are here, Andrew, Terry, and I, here on the podcast. And it's good to be back on the podcast. We had a podcast last week, and it was a, a, a humdinger of a podcast because there really wasn't a topic to um, – to discuss. Um, We're than, sorry. Yeah, sorry about that. Other than <laughs> our favorite part was Andrew. Oh, gosh. Andrew. I'll never forget. I had forgotten all about it until you brought it up, and now I'll never forget it. The rest oh, of my lovely. Life, so. Old Kenny. Yeah, old Kenny. That's right. All right, Ooh. so how was y'all's uh, Sunday this past week? It was a good Sunday, I thought. Sunday fun day. Sunday fun day. Why are y'all not talking? Get off your phone, Andrew. <laughs> I'm multitasking. <laughs> Pay attention. Good grief. I mean, I sat around here waited for y'all for 30 minutes. <laughs> oh, I was here. And yet you have nothing. You're still on your phone. Andrew, I, is. let the record show. Andrew is still typing on his phone. I have a lot of stuff to do. <laughs> I, I, was, I was in the rain. You were in the rain, yes, the, the rain. I guess that's what it is. All right, well, let's just dive right into it. We started off a brand-new sermon series called Luke, and it's God's plan according to Luke. And uh, Belen was mad at me for putting your face on the banners outside in the lobby. Yeah, I know. I don't know what that was about. I was, was surprised about, yeah, about that. Yeah, I was, yeah. I Wait, mean, why was she mad? She thought it was going to give him the big head, I guess. Isn't that oh. what she said? <laughs> oh, I can see that. Never mind. Yeah, I, did, I, did. I, actually, I agree with her. <laughs> I mean, it's not like it's the first one he's been on. I mean, no, it's, yeah. it's the first one she noticed. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, but anyways, that was pretty funny. And I told her, I was like, well, sorry, these are this is a year-long sermon series, so it's going to be out there for a whole year. Yeah, so take that. She gets to look at that face for two years. Exactly, exactly. It was Well, I mean, the trade-off was it was either Terry or you up there, you know, as a praise band. It had to have been taken during the sermon or during the worship and stuff. So do, which pick your poison. Do you want yeah. Terry or Tanner. But actually, we're both on there. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> the scary so. part is, is I don't know why she was objecting. She gets to go home and see that face every day. That's right. That's right. Hey, I got a question for you. I yes. think you just answered why she was objecting. Yeah. <laughs> you know, on the on driver's license, it tells your like, height, weight, and hair mm-hmm. color, and eye color, and everything. What do they put for bald people on hair color? I don't know. Like, is I don't it, is this license. our... You're doing the last segment right no, now. It's just, you know? just, it's just a question. When <laughs> he's talking about question. his... He says he's going to check his there. license. Yeah, check your license. What What do they put for bald people on their hair color? That is a great that, question. I mean, Did you put like blonde because you were, you know, 50 years ago? What does uh, it say, Terry? It, what does it says, say? I'm a male. <laughs> well, whatever you identify as. Yeah. Go, Let's girls. go, girls. Uh, my eyes are blue. 
I'm six ten. No, six foot. Six uh, ten. <laughs> you wish, Oster Tag. <laughs> yeah, that that weight. We're not going to read that because that's a lie. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I can't see it. Oh my goodness! Give, Give it to your Andrew. license, <laughs> Andrew. Put your phone down and look and see what it says. <laughs> His social security number is, <laughs> oh um, let's see, it says eyes. It doesn't have hair color doesn't on here. It doesn't have yours. hair color, okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Maybe well, they thought mind. it was discriminatory, but your license is very expired. It expired it, in January of 2020. Are you serious? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> I would laugh at that. That would be hilarious. Daniel Tucker, if you're listening, <laughs> yeah, get, him. get him. We already know he's speeding. Well, all right. Well, maybe, maybe they don't put hair color on there anymore. No, it, it just, says eyes, but not hair. It just kind of came up when you... We're talking about she goes home and sees your bald head every night. Yeah, my shoot people card um, doesn't have the hair color either. It just has the eyes. So. Your shoot people card? The Well, firearms permit. Firearms <laughs> permit. <laughs> I don't think you're supposed to shoot people. <laughs> well, if they um, shoot first, I can. Yeah. Oh, dear. That's valid. Yeah, I guess. All right. Well, so we're back into Luke. Uh, we kicked off a brand new sermon series, Luke's uh, Luke, God's Plan According to the Gospel of Luke. And uh, the title of this sermon um, which I will put up this afternoon on the Sermon Playback Podcast, haven't done that yet, uh, is A Plan for Parents out of Luke chapter 2, verse 22 through 40. Um, and your icebreaker that you gave to our connect groups is, what is your favorite animal? Sorry for Tanner's group, we know it's a pig. That's true. It yeah. is a wild boar, razorback hog. That is my favorite animal, of course. Uh, what are, no what are y'all's favorite animals? My favorite animal. Really? Took that long? <laughs> we all looked at him, wow. and he just. Um, I love cows. Cows, yeah. yeah. I love cows. Cows are cool. I would love to have some cows. I love cows, and then I love to eat cows. Yeah. yeah. And milk. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, so I'm going to be both opposite ends of the spectrum here. My favorite animal forever growing up, like every time you went to the zoo, was called a Komodo dragon. Okay. I just yeah. thought they were amazing and everything else. It's a cool name. Yeah. yeah. They're, 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 they're not a snake, not a lizard. They're yeah. giant. They're cool. But then I also just like dogs. Yeah, dogs. Okay. <laughs> like, could not be any more specific, could not be any more basic. Right. Hey, Terry, uh, say silk five times fast. Silk, 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 silk. And what do cows drink? Milk, 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 milk. Nope, cows drink water. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Ta-da, I like that. What's up? Oh I my like God. that. He was so confident. <laughs> yes. Milk, 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 milk. No, that's money. I like that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. All right. So that's your icebreaker. What's your favorite animal? I do, like I said, do love the razorback hog. Uh, a buffalo is one of my favorite animals. They're just so beastie looking. Yeah, like, yeah. like what's going to kill a buffalo? You know, they're, probably something. They're a bad animal. They're just a mean looking animal. I like them. We had a snake in the yard yesterday, a big, long king snake. It was about yay big around. And uh, Danny was climbing down the wall uh, uh, out off the in the backyard, <laughs> playing in the trees, and there goes this big old snake. I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah. <laughs> well, when you're that's didn't not, face Danny, did it? No, she was pretty oh, terrified was she? of it. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, for nowhere if she's listening, Tanner had a snake in his boots. Sorry. Okay. All right. So, Andrew, what Nora's was... Nora's not going to listen to this. Yeah. And <laughs> Andrew, what was... Uh, Andrew, what was uh, one of the most meaningful statements you heard today in the sermon, or heard Sunday in the sermon? Um. Well, there was, there was one phrase, and we can't remember. I need to go back and watch it. He's changed it since we made fun of him, Tanner. Yeah. His whole phrase was every time he got tongue-tied, he's like, I speak for a living, and yeah. everything else. And then we made fun of him last week, and now he changed it. You saying it. Yeah, that's yeah. what it was. Yeah. You- yeah, he did say that like four times in the Oh my goodness. You try saying it and everything else. And so Ashlyn would just like lean over and say whatever it was. And she's like, it's not that hard. (laughs) Um, No, but. (laughs) Well, good that that's the most meaningful thing you heard. That was was probably the one thing. Don't worry about nitpicking the sermon. (laughs) 
<laughs> that stuck out the most. No, um, honestly, the thing that we kind of talked about the most in our connect group and stuff too was the quote from Dr. Uh, Ken. He said, your presuppositions will shape your perspectives or your philosophy. Your perspectives will shape your priorities and your priorities will shape your performance. Um, you know, and so it just goes back to even his original analogy of we got to like, we've got to address what's going on upstream, upstream. I talk for a living. You just seen it. <laughs> uh, we got to address That's what's awesome. going on upstream and stuff. You know, he gave that analogy of like, you know, this guy jumping in to save people in the water and whatnot because they kept there was people drowning. He would go and save one and then somebody else would be drowning and dive in, and save them. Somebody else would be drowning. And so if, at at he was exhausted and he said, you know, what is going on upstream that keeps causing these people to drown and kind of going with that quote is basically, you know, it, it starts with, these are God's kids. They're not just ours that, and, and not just in parenting, but it goes back to just fundamental basics. One Oh one, your relationship with God has to come first above everything else. And that, uh, that overflows into how you raise your kids. That goes into your marriage, that goes into your workplace, that goes into, um, how you drive Terry, um, and everything yeah, that yeah. you do. He said no on that one, but, um, uh, it, it, it literally overflows into everything that you say and do. And so, um, you have to address what's going on upstream. And so that way, you know, it, it will have an impact on how you raise your kids, how they develop as leaders and not just, you know, doing it on Sundays and Wednesdays, but every day. All right. So Terry, talk about what he's talking about. Uh, early intervention is the term you used in, uh, yeah, your sermon. I, I think that, uh, you know, you know, everybody has been crying in the church today is that in the church world in, and even in our communities, you know, all oh, where teenagers are leaving the faith and, you know, they've, uh, I think the generation they're calling us now in the technical term is the nuns that, you know, those that are like 16 to, the, to 28, uh, they don't want anything to do with the church. You know, they just, they have no religion. They have no, you know, desire for anything of Christianity, all of those things. I read a post of one of those today uh, that was talking about, you know, she was going through a difficult season in life and stuff. And, you know, we've got to go back to nature, you know, that has our answers and stuff like that. And, and so anyway, all of these things that are, uh, you know, out there about that, just not believing in Jesus and following him, him in faith and obedience, it really has to start when our kids are little. And, um, you know, I love that analogy, um, borrowed it from Dr. Evans. And anyway, it, it just, uh, it reminds us that we have have to create a culture in our homes from the from the early days on and it's and it's so tempting as parents you know we're so excited about the new babies and our new life and we're in debt up no, to we're our not. <laughs> no we're not but I, I know you get over it <laughs> quick yes i know i realize that when you got eight of them you get over it quick but anyway yeah. but um but the truth of the matter is is that and you do i mean and that's <clears throat> that's a whole other issue but our note a note initial hey, you try to no, say it. you try to say it is our initial excitement about having a child and stuff it then all of a sudden hits and you guys know this because you're living it out now it's fun and exciting for those kind of personalities but then about six months later or two years later you realize all the responsibilities all the debts that come with that all the challenges and so not only do you forget god in the beginning because you're like look what we created this is all fun so we leave god out of it then all the stress and pressure comes in and parents abandon god even more because now they're just working their butts off and they're stressed and they're you know you know fighting in their marriages and all the other stuff 
because we really haven't learned to put uh, realize that that gift uh, was from God and that he has to be in the beginning. And then we wonder why our kids are screwed up when they're teenagers. We're not putting God into the whole process. So what are some of the flawed philosophies that can be even in the church when it comes to raising kids. Yeah, I'll let Andrew, you know, touch on a little bit of those. But uh, to start with, I think that one of the big ones that I see coming, especially out of this generation, is that uh, we want our kids to be safe. You know, everything is, you know, we're right now they're interviewing, you know, the people that are whistleblowing on Facebook about how that literally, you know, it's uh, leading kids to commit suicide because they're making profit of it. So the dangers are out there. That's legitimate fears. But we cannot isolate our kids out from the world. What we need to do is teach them how to live in the world. And that's what the scriptures teach us to do. Romans 12, 1 and 2, he says, I'm not taking you out of the world, but I want you to learn to live in the world and to share the gospel. And so that's why we need to have our kids engaged, not just at church on Sunday, but that's a great first step. But then we've got to be doing that other 167 hours, you know, uh, that we have with our kids. We've got to be creating a culture in the home early on. And don't expect that church has got to be just the only safe place. Create a safe place in your home where you just have devotions, you spend time with God, and you allow your kids to filter out the world to you as the parents. That's the key. This is a safe space. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Andrew. Yeah, no, that, I think <clears throat> I think Terry's right, right on the money there too with it. Um, one of the things and just reading about, um, you know, the kids that I minister to, primarily those that are like between the ages of like 10 to uh, 22, 23 right now. Um, one of the big things that Terry even just mentioned is their, their need for safety. Um, and ironically, we had this conversation in our connect group um, because I, 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 most of us have young kids and everything in our connect group, and um, except for Jonathan and Hannah. But <laughs> they, uh, well, Hannah has a young kid and Jonathan. But um, <laughs> outside of that, um, you know, we were talking about how it's interesting while they're flooded with information and, you know, even like this whistleblow thing or, or whatever on Facebook and whatnot, that they're flooded with information. They got TikTok, they got Snapchat, they got Instagram, they got whatever to constantly stay connected. And I went and reordered my top eight on MySpace yesterday. <laughs> did you? Yeah. Did you? Did I make Just it on there? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> did you put the Arkansas? No, no, no. I was going to say, did you put the Arkansas fight song? Because, you know, you used to have songs yeah, that was yeah, part in a skin yeah. for your profile. Yeah. And then, um, but I, if we're going to be honest and full nostalgia or whatever, he's probably going to have, you know, what's recent on the Perry's because they're 30 yes, years yes, behind. But yes. anyways, <laughs> the, the Perry's are still on my space. Yeah. I'm just, <laughs> never anyways, anyways. <laughs> uh, but what, uh, what, what a lot of this generation is finding out that even though they're more connected, they're more lonely. And even though they're flooded with so much information and they're exposed to so much at a young age, especially if anybody has a phone. You know, I even had a, a parent that said they're nervous about their kid moving up into the youth group, you know, in sixth grade, because we know that, or they know that we talk about deeper things and whatnot with the youth group. And I'm, I'm talking to sixth through 12th graders. So I have to, you know, be careful, but I have to appeal and address issues that all of them deal with. And I said, and you know, they were like, well, they have a phone, but you know, it's monitored and they'd only have access to this, this, and this. And I said, well, do you monitor every single one of their friend's phones? Do you monitor every kid that they sit by on the school bus's phones? Do you monitor every single thing that they have on their computer at school? Like, they're flooded with all this stuff. However, they're growing up slower. They said the average mental capacity of what we had, even, you know, from Gen X or millennials, whatever, of where we were at at 18 years old is where the average, uh, or excuse me, what we had at 14 years old 
is what the average 18 year old is at now Oof. because there's, I know they're actually growing up slower, which means they're going to, they struggle more when they get to college. That's why they're even like struggling more. Once they entered in the workplace, they are realizing that millennials, we were promised if you just give us self-esteem and everything else, that the world's going to be your oyster. And we just found out real quickly we're screwed <laughs> and it's just getting worse. Um, so, you know, I'm, you know, take politics aside. I'm just saying, but we know all about essential oils and yoga pants, right? Yeah. Amen. You know, and, uh, uh, MLM, Yes. pyramid schemes yes. but <laughs> you know we were promised that the world was our oyster and we're figuring out when it's not well gen z knows that they know the world's not their oyster so they're literally not growing up they're they were, they were, yes they're immensely checking out so as parents um you've got to stop this upstream now like you have to you know me as a a parent of an almost two-year-old and a four-month-old like this is our responsibility now to model what a relationship is with them we well, had covid I, th- I was against you giving nora a phone i don't know why you did that <laughs> I mean, she har- hardly even has the dexterity for it <laughs> we, we did actually have somebody really sweet of them to give us like a tablet and stuff and we're saving it for like her 10th birthday yeah uh, when when the software is completely obsolete but way to go know, terry all that, <laughs> all that being said is um you know this is this is why it's so necessary for the role of parents one of the the major philosophies is that it's the church's job to disciple our kids no it's a hundred ten percent mom and dad's job and everything to be that prime disciple maker and honestly these kids are so much more dependent upon their parents even though they want their autonomy they don't want you involved in their business all the time you still have so much more opportunity um even with teenagers the, to speak into their lives and everything else because of the nature of their reliance upon you so many of these kids don't have jobs they're waiting to get their driver's license they're doing these things later because they need you so much more and not just a safe place Place, though they need you to give them the real truth of the gospel and everything else that sometimes life sucks they, they need to know that god is with you even when life sucks and this is how we've practically lived it out and honestly they need mom and dad just simply loving jesus that's that's what it boils down to yep a godly home that's uh, that's it in a nutshell and even like Terry got into saying um, the grace-based parenting with oh, it. Hang you know, on, we're so, getting oh, there. Sorry. We're you getting know, there. They, they, need, they need that more so than anything. Yeah. They don't need you to be perfect, mom and dad. They don't need the perfect youth pastor. They don't need the perfect sermon. They need Jesus, and they need Jesus modeled at home. And that's where, uh, if we're being honest, the rubber has to meet the road. Well, 10 minutes ago, Terry, when I asked that question. <laughs> yes, yes. So, are are gonna, we still doing the podcast? I was going to segue into this one. I've been reading a lot about Gen Z. Sorry. <laughs> You've been talking a lot about them, too. Well, let's wrap up the show now. <laughs> yeah, we're done. That's all the we're time done. we have today. Terry usually hogs all the time. <laughs> oh, all right, Terry. So you did talk about uh, um, being a home filled with grace and, you know, let that surpassing the rules aspect of it. Right. Um. And it really did hit home with me Sunday as I was uh, listening, sitting back here running the cameras during live stream. Is, um, I mean, you, y'all know our situation. Most of y'all know that we have uh, – <laughs> so we were, we're fostering. We have three foster girls. Um, and I'm telling you, my grace dispenser runs out very quickly. Sure. <laughs> and um, it, Absolutely. The hard part for me is to put it into the perspective of it's not their fault that mm-hmm. they're morons for the right. most part. Right? right. Like it's really not – and, you know, we have rules in our house to where they didn't have any kind of rules in where right. they were before us. And so it's it's when you started talking about this, it really hit home like, okay, I need to lax on the rules a little bit because mm-hmm. they, they they need grace. And not yeah. just those three. My, right. my, my right, kids right. do too. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, my kids aren't perfect either. But um, 
Yeah, so so talk about that. Are we working hard to pursue yeah, a home? I, filled I, th- with grace? I think that um, it's easier, and, and you make a great point. And, and there's a, and that's what I was saying. That's frustrating for me to watch as a pastor, and, and you know, I want to you know just shout from the mountaintops to all these folks that are dropping out of church and stuff, and all of this because they're frustrated with the with all of their finances and their kids and all these kind of things. And guys, the very answer that we need to have is we need to have relationships in our homes. It's it goes back to this whole discipleship thing that we keep telling you uh, you know guys about is that what what kids need today and and here's the thing and I hope our listeners will really catch this and all of what Andrew was saying is is absolutely dead on but if we want to put it down to a simplistic answer is that your kids need a relationship with you and no matter what generation that we're in yes the the generational challenges change and we have to be uh, aware of that and we have to approach it a little little bit different perspective with gen gen z's and gen you know the um, previous generation kids millennials all of those have to be your tactical methods may be slightly different but what all of these generations need is mom and dad to be real they need a relationship with them in the home that says you know what we're not perfect either but we have a relationship with jesus and think about the text we're we're here in luke chapter two and what did mary and joseph teach us in luke chapter two they they were engaged in Jesus's young life. They were there to take him to the temple. They were there to have the conversations with him. They were pursuing righteousness with Jesus. And that's what we have to do in our homes. We have to pursue Jesus, not just by our rules, but by our relationships. So when they see us struggle with our devotion life, then we can just be honest and say, you know, we're not perfect with this. That's what we did with our boys. But here's our best attempt to do that we're bringing Jesus and his grace into the everyday in our home. And that just, it gives you the encouragement, it gives you help, and most importantly, it brings hope. What parents are missing today more than anything else is they see the frustration where the kids, you know, like in your case, you've got 18 of the, the, the just the rules alone, it's not going to work. Because they're going to continue to break the rules. You've got too much going on. There's just so many things that are there. The what what you guys need is hope, and that hope is in Jesus. And every parent listening to me, hope is what Jesus will bring. That hope and that help to get you through this season. All right. So let's wrap this up. We've been lengthy on this today, and it's (laughs) it's been good though. For real, it was it was. uh, Go back and listen to the sermon on the Facebook, and uh, I'll have it up on the podcast here in just a little bit. But. I guess it'll be already be on there by the time you listen to this podcast. Right, um, right. Do you, so do you believe that God has a plan for your kids? That was a question you asked. What does it look like for us to follow his plan? And are we creating a culture of grace in your home? And I liked how you did extend this out to not just parents, but to grandparents as well. Yeah, because absolutely. there's a lot of dumb parents out there who literally rely on grandparents to like mm-hmm. like Andrew they rely on the grandparents to do everything <laughs> and uh, absolutely whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> now and i think that's uh it is you know it, this is an important piece you know and grandparents walk a fine line about where we interfere at but even in our role with our kids uh, and grandparents listen to me the way you create a culture of grace for your kids raising your grandkids and, and there's moments when you're you know you get frustrated and you don't agree or whatever but if you will create a culture culture of prayer and if grandparents will become consumed with rather than trying to correct what their kids are doing with their grandkids, how about we just be consumed with praying over our grandkids every single day? 
Belinda and I pray for Matthew and for Parker and for Owen and for Nora that not only will they be saved, but they will choose one day to make a right decision about their spouse. We're praying that into their lives now, and we're praying for their parents to do a better job. <laughs> you know, and so <laughs> right. pr- prayer works. All right, well, good. Well, that wraps up our uh, plan for parents sermon. Uh, what's on uh, on cue for this coming Sunday? What's your What are you hitting here? We're going to continue with God's plan, and uh, you got to be here this Sunday, and we're going to show you part two of God's plan for your life. Part well, part two of how many parts? Because this is going on for a while. Forty three. Yeah, there you go. There you go. There's right, a lot so here this Sunday. God has a lot of parts to His plan. All right, well, good deal. Let's take a quick break. We're going to let you hear from Daniel Tucker, and we will be right back in just a minute. Have you been looking for a place to call home? Need a place that makes you feel welcome and valued, while at the same time growing spiritually in Christ and biblical truths? At Connect Church, our mission is all about loving God, loving people, and making disciples. When we gather together, there's a spirit of worship, a spirit of kindness, and a spirit of welcoming to anyone and everyone who's seeking God's will and truth in their lives. We invite you to visit during one of our two Sunday services to discover how Connect Church can help you grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Our friendly and spirit-filled worship environment is just the place for you. Visit Connect Church this Sunday during our 9 o'clock or 10.30 a.m. services located at 1650 North Veterans Boulevard in Tupelo, Mississippi. Or you can check out our live stream on our Facebook page or our website at www.triconnect.church. Again, that's www.triconnect.church. We look forward to connecting with you. Yes, come connect with us at Connect Church and where you can get connected if you are not connected with anything. Uh, connect, 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 connect. Say that again. Yeah, well, I'm not going to. Um, all right, so let's get into our favorite uh, parts of the podcast here, the best and the worst of the week. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Wait, 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 wait. Which was it? This is the worst. Simply the best. Yeah. All right, Andrew, did you come prepared today? No, why would you even ask? All right, Andrew, give us your best of the week. Um, my best of the week. I don't know. Ask Larry first. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> We're done. Have a good week. <laughs> I'm trying to think what happened last week. <laughs> Terry, what's your? It, it, it's like we do this, you know, yeah. once a month or something, and we do it every week. I'm ready. I'm ready. All so right, the Terry, best go. of my week was uh, preaching a revival this week. It's driving back. Well, and that's forth. not what you said during the break. <laughs> uh, no, well, no, 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 no. <laughs> No, not that. Well, yes, the revival is good. The revival is good. Got him. No, we let me finish. My best of the week is you know you know enjoying the church stuff. But uh, we went to a restaurant Sunday night in Soligent. Amen. And I've never been to Soligent, and so this was this little bitty town. I mean, um, I'm not sure if even God could find it. And so we pull up in there, and Sunday night there's no. There's nothing. This town shuts down, yeah. and there's nothing there anyway. Dollar General's biggest thing, and so we we pull in, and oh my goodness, the best ribeye steak sandwich I've ever had in my life. I mean, it was delicious. And Better it, than Hardin's? Uh, they have a good sandwich. Yes. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's, it's you know, Hardin's is great too, yeah. but yes, this was, I mean, it just, I don't know if I was hungry yeah. or what, but it was tremendous. It was top notch. It huh? was top notch, yes, yes. The ribeye sandwich. Did you come up with anything over there, Mustache? I man? did. I forgot. Okay. Uh, we had our kid Olympics Saturday, and um, I've told everybody, I said, I know it doesn't pay jack squat, but if I could do anything other than being a youth pastor, I would totally be a PE teacher. I love like group <laughs> games like that and just having a whistle 
Yes, 110%. Yes. I loved it. It was fun. fun. Whistles are fun. It was fun. Yeah. I didn't throw a chair at a kid. All right. <laughs> what was the what was the the best thing of the kids Olympics? Like the funniest moment or yeah, yeah, yeah. something about it? I know it. that too. Um, well, it it ended up being okay. It made me really nervous. It ended up raining Saturday, yeah. which was not good. So one of the games we play is called uh tube tug and stuff. And so Ooh. like, you know, they literally have these, on that one. They literally have these giant snow tubes uh that we inflate and they just have to like go run to the middle, grab it and bring it to their side. Man, you had kids like diving on this concrete oh, floor awesome. and everything else. Like, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, there's going to be so many busted heads. But I literally watched church one of the, uh, I watched like one of these little kids. He was probably about five years old, like pick this tube up with like a, a fifth grader kid in it and literally pick the tube up and like almost throw him over his shoulder. Nice. Oh, yes. It was like a Hulk smash moment. And I, I, I probably should have been more concerned because they were throwing him on the gym floor and stuff, but it was hilarious. Was and they were like, ask, that was. The future lineman for Ole Miss. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask one. what uh, what was the most impressive feat, but I guess that would that, probably that was, be it. That, I, I want to see yes, a video oh, of that. But the other funniest part was we got the leaders involved, so like some of our U team members and teenagers were the team captains, and watching them like one of these games is called big ball. It's uh-huh. like a literally a seven foot tall and seven foot wide diameter ball that they just have to hit up in the air to get to their side, and watching some of these adults play this stuff was hilarious (laughs) and the teenagers that was fun all right so my best of the week i saw on twitter uh last week and i wish you could see the video of this thing because there's down in florida uh you know there's alligators everywhere (laughs) well there's an alligator on the front porch of this dude's house i saw this and he with the trash can, yes. you saw the trash Put it, can. Got him in the trash can. He had his like you, what you would do, take to the road, the little yeah. dumpster trash can with the lid on it. He was had the he did. had the lid up, the trash can down on on its belly, and was pushing it toward that alligator. Of course, this, alligators hissing at him and everything. Oh, this alligator's trying to eat him. I mean, this yeah. it's not this like this alligator was do, uh, dormant. Or, I mean, this thing was trying to eat yes, him. Yes, he was a very angry, agitated alligator. And it's like this is like this is not the first time this guy's done this before. Yeah. Evidently. <laughs> Because he just scooted that trash can, and as the alligator would lift his head and he would get it under him, him. get it under him, and eventually that alligator was in that trash can, closed the lid on it, picked it up, boom, alligator caught. Can you imagine? What in the world? Yeah, but can you imagine that poor garbage man when he (laughs) 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 put him in the trash? Is this just like another Tuesday in Florida? Like we just catch alligators on our French port? Now we in Georgia, we would have alligators in the ponds. I never had any out in the right house or anything. But anytime there was a a body of water, there's always absolutely. I did, I did sideswipe a bear one time in North Carolina. That was interesting. They just had wild bear like Ashley, all, everywhere. Ashley did a triathlon in Waycross uh, at Laura Walker Lake where she had to swim. And that's, I mean, there's alligators everywhere oh, in that yeah, lake. Yeah. I mean, there's, uh-uh. it's infested, no. absolutely. Mm-mm. And there's a hundred, you know, there's a hundred people doing this triathlon and uh, she was nervous about it. And of course the water down there is real, it looks like coffee is what it looks yeah. like. It's not clear <laughs> yeah, water. Right, right. Um, she was it's just nasty. nervous about it. I said, baby, just don't be last and you'll be fine. You know, <laughs> so... <laughs> It's very true. Just don't be like when you, you don't remember when you grew up in low, when you were born and you were just like one and two in South Georgia. The like Tanner said, the, all the water there was just like dirt black. You couldn't see anything in it. But we would try to keep you when you ran off from the cemetery. There was a little creek and a little pond down there by the bar, and we just told you don't go down there because alligators were in there. Yeah, absolutely. Love, little, love to eat little kids in the creeks. Yeah, <laughs> and dogs especially. Oh, dogs! Yes, yeah. they. they would all right. Eat what's dogs. your worst, Terry? Worst of the week. My worst of the week. Um, oh, I just forgot. Go to Andrew. For Andrew, that. what's your worst of the week? <laughs> um, it, it wasn't as bad as I thought, but my worst was definitely Saturday. First off, I did not 
like having to do a kids event during the same time as a football game. You planned it. But, well, they didn't have the schedule of the game yet. <laughs> also, never mind, I'm not getting into that. But uh, I didn't know what time the game was. But, um, we, obviously, it was not as bad as I honestly thought it would be. Um, watching Ole Miss struggle, though, was not definitely not fun. It looked a lot better second half. But, uh, yes, we're eating our popcorn. It's lovely. And uh, I love Lane Kiffin, but shut up, Lane. <laughs> you know, his new name is Colonel yeah, Kiffin. I know. Oh, I know. Not <laughs> Colonel Colonel Reb or whatever they, they call himself. Well, well, let me ask a question. So, but I didn't have worst of the week. So let me lead into that. So, how did Arkansas Georgia game turn out? Man, it turned out exactly like I thought it would. <laughs> I mean, it legitimately did. I think I said on the podcast. I thought it'd been a little closer. I, I did too. I really did too. I didn't think we'd get. I thought you could that. score. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. we thought we did too. But I, I did predict that we would get blown out by Georgia. That was yeah. my official prediction. And, so. and Thomas Holloway, pastor here in Mississippi from Georgia. He, he texted me. He asked if you gave me anything. Yeah. Were you supposed to give me something? I was supposed to give you bacon bits. Did you have any bacon? Uh, the uh, no, I just. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I told him I was like, you talked about it. I eat a salad every day. I already eat them. Yeah. Awesome. All right. My worst of the week um, is. It's not the Razorbacks because I expected that. And like I said, if you'd have told me five weeks ago that we'd be four and one in the top fifteen, sign me up. Oh, yeah. I'm not upset about that. All right, anyways. Um, but my worst is my freaking fantasy football team. <laughs> my gosh, did they suck? Okay, You're, that was the worst ever, dude. That my, was... it's awful. My team name I, is you know you always come up with a clever team name except for Terry. He's Terry's tip top team. Um, my team name I. You know, I did it to be a little insulting. Is I titled my team "You Suck." Okay, that's so. Who are you playing? You suck. You know, that's that type of thing. Anyway, um, <laughs> very mature. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I changed my name to "Evidently I Suck" because that's what uh, <laughs> they are terrible. And on paper, they're so good, but then they don't produce, and I don't get it. And it makes me angry. Last year, I did not lose one single fantasy football game until the playoffs. I was undefeated yes, in yes, regular season. He was. This year, I'm one in three. What in the world? We need to have the he, control board when he gets worked up like this he, to mute his mind. He's just terrified he's going to have to wear that T-shirt with the picture of the bra on it. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think anyone's going to catch Jared. Brother Jared, no, he's, he's running yeah, away yeah. with that thing. And Jared I, Harris? I am, yeah. I am second to last, but I have a good 70-point uh, advantage well, over Listen him. to this. This will really steam your biscuits. So, da- I played Davey. Uh, was the matchup oh, for this Sunday. tearing it up right now. He had – I've never even seen this score. He had 152, and he had one guy that he forgot to sub out who had a zero. So Golly. Yeah. Yes, he had 152 with, with one guy out. that didn't even yeah. play. Wow. I mean, it's just unbelievable. I lost yesterday to uh, Jacob Bugs, and the score was 64 to 63. That's the worst ever. It is the worst. Uh, <laughs> and because, he lost by one. And he had a guy who didn't even play uh, or didn't get in the game. I yeah. guess if he would have just got in and fumbled, I would have won. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, so yeah, my fantasy football. My other worst of the week is Urban Meyer, and I'm just going to leave it yes. at that. Yes. Uh, wow. I'm just going to leave it at Urban Meyer. What a trash bag of a human being. I've Good seen that. I, I haven't heard about that. Y'all. You haven't oh, heard about it? No, 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 no. no, well, no we'll no, catch after, you up off the after. break. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I, I knew he was on ESPN this morning, but I didn't know why. So yeah. he's, t- he's terrible. Well, I've got to ask you guys a question, so this is it. This is the big weekend. <laughs> Urban needs to ask Wait. you a question. <laughs> <laughs> let, let me read you the statement that the Jaguars owner put out today. Oh, no. He says, I have addressed this. And Shad Khan is his name. I'm not even going to try to do the accent. I have addressed. Let's turn off the happy music. I have addressed <laughs> this matter with Urban. Specifics of our conversation will be held in confidence. What I will say is his conduct last weekend was inexcusable. I appreciate Urban's remorse, which I believe in sincere. Pfft. 
Yeah, whatever. <laughs> now he must regain our trust and respect. That will require a personal commitment from Urban to everyone Ooh. who supports, represents, or plays for our team. I'm confident he will deliver. Confident he will. He has a track record of being a moron at every place he goes. <laughs> you almost said another word other than I moron. Almost, yeah. <laughs> Well, speaking of uh, emotions, uh, so uh, how's this going to work out? So what's the predictions for Ole Miss? Andrew versus Tanner this Saturday, Ole Miss versus Arkansas. So how are we going to play this out? I, I don't know. I'm a, I didn't get to see a lot of the Arkansas-Georgia game, but what I did see was the whole first quarter. Dude, that was a rough was entrance into the game. Yeah. But if Arkansas he, – here, here, sorry. I'll get my pen first and then Tanner. If Ole Miss, if Arkansas allows Ole Miss to play their hurry-up offense, do their game, which Alabama completely took away from us. That's the whole reason why they destroyed us and didn't, we couldn't even get on the scoreboard the first half. They completely took our game away from us. If Arkansas can figure out how to do that well, um, I think we may adapt in the second half, but Arkansas will win. And it'll be something like, again, Arkansas has scored a lot of points so far this season as, a, as a whole, Saturday, except yeah. for Saturday. So I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I'm saying like... If, if they can do that, I think it'll be like a 38-35 game. But if they don't fully take that away from us, and I'm not, I don't know enough about Arkansas's defense to address this and whatnot, but if they don't do that, I think we're going to destroy them. Here's what I'll say about the Arkansas Ole Miss game. You never know what That's is going very, to happen. Hold I mean, on. If you it's talk get, about a track record of craziness, it's this game. Okay. With Matt okay. Corral and Arkansas specifically, which it's a it's I'll be there. It's at Vaughn Hemingway this year. Yeah. But if 11, if 11 it's gonna it's not supposed to rain. If it rains, Arkansas wins. <laughs> That's if it doesn't they're, rain, they're, I think we have a valid shot to win. <laughs> I mean, it, I, I have no Matt idea. Matt threw I, six interceptions because it rained last year in the Arkansas game. It didn't rain last yes, year. Yes, it did. It no. poured down rain through the whole game. No, I'm sir. sorry, sorry. It was misting. It was just misting through the I'm, whole game. Well, I'm sorry. If Matt Corral is supposed to be a Heisman guy, a little <laughs> miss shouldn't make you throw six interceptions. I 100% That's agree. That's called good scheme. <laughs> 100% agree, but... <laughs> I think after what happened last year, it'll be a much closer game. I don't think they'll make the same mistakes twice, obviously, because yeah. you're stupid if you do the same. Right, right. I don't know. It's Arkansas and Ole Miss. We might... <laughs> But, you know, you go from – you look back to the history of the game, it's you got seven overtimes, you've got fourth and yeah. 25, you've got Arkansas, Ole Miss being up 31-7 to seven and to a terrible, terrible Arkansas team. Right. The year we Bielema got fired and we come back and win that game 34-31. Then you've got – even when we had Chud Morris, our idiot coach the last – before this guy, Arkansas has a two-score lead in the fourth quarter and decides to just play patty cake and Ole Miss comes back and wins, you yep. know. Crazy crap happens in this game. So I'll say I'll I'm say excited. Arkansas thirty four, Ole Miss twenty four. That's that's really? what I'm gonna go with. I'm yeah. going I'm going twenty one twenty. Ole Miss wins because they're at home. Arkansas misses a field goal at the end of the game, and you ride through the streets angry. <laughs> uh, uh, well, I'll actually be out of town, so right, right, yeah. uh, I'll yeah. be riding. Yeah. I'll be riding on a big tour bus. Yeah. So, but I'll be happy on that part. But anyways, you gonna yeah, stop in Oxford? No, we don't go that way. <laughs> no, no. Anyways, all right, that is our best and the worst of the week. Go Hogs, woo pig. All right, let me ask you guys some dumb questions, and we'll get out of here. Man, this has been a long podcast. We are almost at 40 minutes. Um, all right, dumb questions. Uh, you can be overwhelmed. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I got my segment here. Hang on. Let me find, let me find my button. I forgot my dumb, dumb question button. Um, oh, yeah. This might be a stupid question. I, there's no such thing as a stupid question. What a stupid question that is. You ask a lot of stupid questions. <laughs> I love Trump. Can I ask a dumb question? Better than anyone I know. All right, here's your dumb questions for today, and then we'll get out of here, all right? 
You can be overwhelmed and underwhelmed, but why can't you be simply whelmed? <laughs> I'm whelmed every day. Are you whelmed? What does it look like to just be whelmed? What does it look like just to be whelmed? Yeah. Huh. Never heard that one. Overwhelmed, <laughs> underwhelmed, whelmed. All right, dumb question number two. Find me, this is a fact, find me in the nursery rhyme. Where does it say that Humpty Dumpty is an egg? Mm. It doesn't, does it? Humpty Dumpty. Find, find I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Where is Humpty Dumpty? We just assumed that. Mm. Or, I don't know. All right, here's your last dumb question. It makes question. it less graphic when you do the cartoon version. <laughs> when Humpty Dumpty had a great fall and they couldn't put him back together again. Well, what did he land on? Good grief. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, why is lemon juice made with artificial flavor, <laughs> but dishwashing liquid is made with real lemons? Yeah. Andrew, you look so puzzled over there. <laughs> so does that mean that we should go drink uh, drink our dishwasher? Yes, it, it does. Andrew, go try maybe, it out. Maybe the Gen Zers were onto something with yeah. the Tide Pods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, you really just blew my mind. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. You're thinking about it over there. I am. As you twirl your little bitty mustache. I am. Thinking about mm, Kenny. Stop it. <laughs> Andrew. 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 All right, that wraps up the podcast today. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. We're Have sorry. a great... Oh, wait, wait, wait. The Perrys are coming this Friday. Be at church. <laughs> Be at church at uh, 7 o'clock to hear a great gospel concert get, featuring your own Tanner Stall. Go get, go get supper and come to Connect Church. That's right. All right, have a great week. We'll see you next uh, whatever time the podcast is. Holla! Nothing? Good. Woo pig! <laughs>